On this episode, we're talking about social media censorship and all of the key aspects involved with it today. We're talking about a lot of truth here, and if you stick around to the end, I've got an incredible example of hypocrisy that you won't want to miss. Let's get to it. This is the Your Faith at Work podcast, here to help you transform the way you live and work every day. I'm Ryan Howard, and each Monday I'll bring you a five-minute devotional message, and on Thursday you'll hear a conversation about things that matter and what's going on in the world. This podcast will challenge, inspire, and equip you to understand the times, stand for truth, and partner with God every day in your life and work. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more and download your free gift. Well, why would we want to talk about social media censorship? Well, You know, it's affecting conservatives and Christians and all of these people that have a particular set of values. And so I want to make sure you have the truth of what's going on. That's the goal of these episodes with Your Faith at Work on Thursdays is to talk about things that matter and the truth about what's going on in the world. So that's what we're covering in this episode to make sure you're equipped with all that truth and information that you need. Well, I'm sure you saw very recently that the president of the United States of America was censored permanently from Twitter and removed from Facebook uh, temporarily, at least, through the inauguration day. What a wild thing to say. What a crazy thing to have happen. You know, this just brings to the surface what's really been going on. And, you know, we've seen um, when the other side thinks they've won, then they they relax, they let their guard down, and the truth comes out. Well, we're none of us are surprised. We've known uh, that these social media platforms were after Trump, and and I think Twitter. I don't know how big they got because of Trump and what he did and what he brought to there. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But what we want to know is should the should should social media sites like Twitter and Facebook be able to censor whatever they want randomly? Or maybe not. Let's talk about that. And we got a lot of uh, interesting stuff that I want to talk about on this episode related to this. But the first thing, and this is what I always find myself talking about when this comes up, is the concept of publisher versus platform. Now, what's a publisher? Well, someone like the New York Times or the Washington Post or the Epoch Times or... uh, Fox News or Newsmax or whatever it is, uh, these are publishers. So they are held responsible for what they are putting out there. So in other words, if they commit libel or uh, slander, those sorts of things, they can be sued and held legally liable for any damages uh, that came to someone. As we saw with Nick Sandman and... uh, the uh, at CNN and all that, if you read about that, millions of dollars um, of a lawsuit that was settled uh, because they defamed him. They they slandered his name and and uh, he had legal comp- legal rights to be compensated for that. That's a publisher. They have to be careful what they're publishing. They need to not publish. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously, we see lots of fake news and spin and all of that, and uh, but there are uh, legal things that come into play there. Now, when we talk about a platform, uh, something that is uh, not not editorial, it's not 
picking and choosing uh, what will be published on there. Well, then there's the liability would then be on whoever is uh, saying the things or publishing that content. So if someone's in a park, uh, a public park, and they're spouting off and saying all kinds of things, well, that person saying those things is responsible for that, not the owner of that park. They're not held responsible because that person's standing on their property saying those things. Now, the problem is right now, the way it stands with uh, U.S. law, federal law, under Section 230 of this Communications Act, there's protection from liability for companies like Twitter and Facebook, but it, it should not be there. And the, the issue is that it, it basically shields them from liability for uh, it, this law was made in 1996, uh, which says um, that providers and users of computer services shouldn't be held liable for any action voluntarily taken in good faith to restrict access to or availability of material that provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, levacious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, and otherwise objectionable, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected. Now, the thing is, this law was made in 1996, or this was passed, and uh, 2004, Facebook was created, 2006, Twitter was created. Now, the, this obviously is not considering a what we now call an online town square, uh, uh, public square. This is where conversations are taking place. Commercial relationships are happening. Um, uh, you know, things, uh, it's a market there. And we really, what we get into is, you know, if they're going to be um, removing some things and not removing other things, well, there should be, there can be financial um problems with that for people who are having their content removed. And so we get into kind of this idea of, okay, well, they're a private company. They should be able to do whatever they want to do. And private company as in not the government. So free speech, it's not really an issue. But the problem is, you know, there's now this argument of um, like property rights. You know, like if if the government wants to come take uh, the property to build a a bridge or something, they have to compensate you for it. That that eminent domain idea, and they have to compensate you at the market value for that. And you know, looking at like a cryptocurrency is a digital has digital property rights. That and people are starting to now say, well, a social media account is a form of property, and there should be, uh, you know, it shouldn't be able to be removed without due process. You know, a bank can't take your money at will um, without due process. There needs to be a reason there. And what we're seeing is a lot of these terms of service violations or whatever they want to call them, um, it's a very loosely defined uh, violation. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that, well, these are private platforms, private entities. They're administrated by a corporate entity, and uh, they can pick and choose whatever they want and banning and censor, and it can be arbitrary. Who cares? It, it's a private company. The problem is, though, is that the value is not actually in that platform. The value is what people are doing on that platform. So people are creating property on that platform that's the the argument and 
it it's like a new jurisdiction, you know. They're like I said, they're building social and commercial relationships on there, and it's not physical, but it's a it's a genuine place, a, a digital place, uh, where all of these considerations can be uh, taken into account, and and not just um, it's you know taking away that property, taking away that account is not just a mundane application of rules. It's not just arbit- uh, you know well we're just applying our rules. It's actually could be compared to ex- uh, expropriation, where you're actually taking property. And so another issue is that uh, these companies with ad revenue, you know Google and Facebook make up seventy percent of the U.S. market for digital ads. That's according to MarketWatch, 70%. Uh, you know, I have a, um, someone I know that works in the in the ads and media industry, and they were, they were telling me how, I mean, th- the whole industry has been redone, reorganized, and people make their content so that it will be, it will be found on Google and it will interact a certain way with search results and that sort of thing. And so that's, completely changed the market there and this is what's they're referring to as an oligopoly uh or an oligarchy it's uh as, like a monopoly is one player in the market an oligopoly is uh just a few players in the market and that's it and that's what we have here and it's more than just a social media platform you know and like i was saying this ads um are there that revenue for that company that ad revenue is there because of the users on that platform if there's no users on the platform there's no ad revenue and you know then you get into the whole issue of private information that's a whole another a whole another topic but the idea of ads on there just really highlights that the real value doesn't come from that platform existing. It comes from the users on that platform creating their profiles, creating those relationships, and so forth. And, you know, one example I always also like to use is that the there are uh, many people like on YouTube or Facebook that are that I go to those platforms just to see what those people are saying about a certain topic or whatever they're doing and Twitter as well. Like I, I only use Twitter because of a few people. And now that Trump's gone, well, a lot of people uh, and others that are being censored are people are leaving. But if people are showing up just because of others, well, then they're spending more time on that platform because of other people there. Well, then if those profiles are removed, well, th- their actual reason that people are going there is not because of that platform. It's because of those other people that have built an audience on that platform, at least in part. And so clearly there's something here It's th- that's more than just this platform that's out there from this private company that can just innocent and do whatever they want to do. And, you know, it's much more than that. And these laws need to be updated. And, you know, what we're seeing is, you know, China, if you look at TikTok, that's state controlled. I mean, that's I mean they have state media. That's what um it, what they say goes and what they say doesn't go doesn't go. And it's whatever they want. And that kind of censorship is just arbitrary. And that's not what we need should have here. So this protection that comes from section 230, uh these companies not being able to be held liable. Now imagine somebody uh has 
a piece of property and they're making money from that property, but then the city just or the state just comes and takes that property away and they no longer have a way to make that money uh, with that property. Well, there there's due, due process. They need to have a good reason to come take that a legal reason to come take that property away. And and it, they can be settled in court. Right now with with the social media, if there's censorship and that property's taken away, and I refer to it as property, that digital, that online digital property where they've built this following and people are coming there and they're you know getting ad revenue uh, from this uh, value that's being added on this platform. If that's just arbitrarily taken away, and that person can't make money with that anymore, there should be a way to have a due process. They they should have to show legally um, what they did that was illegal, that, that, because they can't just remove that kind of content. And that's what Trump is talking about when he says, if it wasn't for Section Two Thirty, Facebook and Twitter and these companies would not exist because they would be held accountable legally and they would have to pay damages. They would have to compensate for the lost revenue uh, because if this law was not there, they could be sued for censoring people and they would have to prove in a court of law by due process the legal reason that they removed that content or deplatformed that person. And the point there is they couldn't exist because they've done so many of these egregious things. They'd be tied up in lawsuits and paying damages and all kinds of uh, issues with that. You know, in other countries already, I saw one that's put up uh, millions of dollars for every violation like this that one of these social media company does. And you know what? It's coming here in the U.S. too. North Dakota uh, put a bill up that would allow citizens who had censored content to file lawsuits against Facebook and Twitter. And there's a question, you know, I'm not a legal scholar. There's a question as to whether this uh, would be valid with the Section 230 federal law. But it brings up the topic of liability uh, and how it's real. And you know what? People are awake to it now because it is so clear what they're doing. And we can see that this is a new market. You know, some are even saying this should be a public utility um, and and not a privatized company. But what one thing is certain, the law needs to be reviewed and updated. It needs to be modernized and future-proof for additional changes that may come down the line. And, well, North Dakota, uh, right here in the U.S., has, uh, I saw, put a bill up about allowing citizens to uh, file lawsuits against Facebook and, and Twitter for having been censored if if it's done wrongfully so. And so what this does is allows them to seek uh, to be compensated for that and holds them liable. Now, there's obviously a question between this and that law and federal law, but, you know, I'm not a legal scholar, but putting that aside, as we look for, you know, look toward these things being updated, well, like what kinds of damages could they be sued for? Well, this one from from North Dakota talks about... Uh, Includes treble damages, compensatory damages, consequential, and incidental. And so what are these? I mean, this is – I work in uh, global purchasing, and when uh, a supplier's product fails, 
uh, you have, they have a liability. You know, if you, most of your uh, stuff you buy from the store, little pieces of equipment that are manufactured, the liability, there's a, you agree by buying it to the limited liability, which just says the value of the product, basically, if you read the fine print. But if there is no limited liability, it could be it infinite. I mean, it could cover everything. And so some, what are these? Okay, so compensatory is just... Uh, something that it's just compensating them uh, for a damage that was incurred. So say they lost revenue. Okay, that's you're, they're compensatory. They're compensating them. The incidental damages are just uh, it was incurred as a direct result of that uh, breach of contract or a direct result of that product failing or a direct result of that being deplatformed. Obviously, uh, not getting ad revenue coming in when deplatformed. Uh, the consequential would be uh, that led to something else. So um, say a car had a uh, something happened with their engine and then the uh, you know a connecting rod came out of the engine and then the car goes off the road and then hits a telephone pole and then the telephone pole falls over and causes some other damage, starts a fire. So those are all uh, consequential. The one led to the other. So the incidental damage would be the uh, you, you know, the engine failed when the connecting rod blew and, uh, you know, maybe went through the side of the, the hood of the car or something. But then the car went off the road. And so those are all consequential, those things down there. Now, if there's no limited liability, those would all those could all be co- uh, included in a lawsuit. And so you see how there's like a ripple effect. So these are the kinds of laws that should be in place for these companies. And that these are the kinds of laws that Section 230 uh prohibits that it basically just gives unlimited protection to facebook and twitter and and uh these uh platforms well so-called platforms it gives protection to these uh publishers acting like their platforms and right now they basically have uh the benefits of both a publisher and a platform and the liability of neither uh, of no liability and so they get to censor what they want but see now if you get into, you know, why hasn't this law been updated? Well, follow the money. You'll, you'll hear that a lot in politics. Follow the money. You know, where who's paying for whose campaigns, who's donating to whose foundations, who's donating to all. And this is no, um, no should be no surprise. But, you know, whenever you see something in the law or in government or politics that just doesn't really add up, doesn't really make sense, what – the first term that needs to come to your mind is special interest. There's a special interest there and somebody's being compensated and, you know, something's going on there. So, well, you know, these other countries are waking up and uh, I got one more thing for you before we go and it's a doozy. Um, But, you know, Germany and France have already spoken against the fact that uh, Twitter banned the president of the United States. I mean, think about that. If they can ban the president of the United States... What else, you know, anybody, you, they could come after you, me, and they already are coming after lots of people. And I do think it's interesting that uh, Facebook and Twitter lost a combined $51 billion in uh, market value since kicking Trump off their platforms. I think that's just incredible, uh, the reaction there. I want to close with this, and this is just its like the height of hypocrisy. I mean, I just almost cracked a rib laughing at this when I saw this. I thought it was a Babylon Bee 
article. I th- I mean, you, I can't believe this. Babylon Bee is a satire site where they just go with extreme things and they make fun of stuff to point out how silly things are sometimes. Twitter. So got we got wind here that Uganda is having elections. And, uh, well, there are some Internet service providers there that are uh, blocking social media and messaging apps ahead of the elections. And Twitter put this out uh, from their public policy account. It says, ahead of the Uganda Ugandan election, we're hearing reports that Internet service providers are being ordered to block social media and messaging apps. Here it comes. We strongly condemn Internet shutdowns. They are hugely harmful, violate basic human rights and the principles of the hashtag open Internet. <laughs> I just can't believe this. This is just dumbfounding. January 12th, 2021, shortly after they banned Trump from their own platform. You just can't make this stuff up. It is just so hard to believe that uh, there could be such rampant hypocrisy and so direct and clear. But, you know, I I think more people are paying attention now. I hope uh, you're paying attention. And, uh, you know, I hope this was informative for you, got you some more stuff to think about, uh, the importance here and what's going on and how we do need to see uh, some action taken by our legislators and uh, understand a little bit more some of the issues of what's going on here. So we know this is just the beginning And uh, the censorship is being ramped up very quickly and will be anything that doesn't agree with what they say. So we need to take action and speak up now while we still can. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for this episode. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, and you can help us spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit yourfaithatwork.org to learn more.